It's unnecessary roughness. I think just, you know, getting closer as a group. You know, there's some new guys this year. Obviously, some of these guys are returning from last year, but uh, I'm big on the group atmosphere. You know, away from the field, how do you bond together? How do you talk to each other? I think those little things add up, and that gives you a better chance to win on Sundays. So, you know, we've done a lot of that this offseason and, and training camp, but there's always room to improve on that. And so we're always trying to do that stuff. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Here's your boy Q. Q. Want to start things off giving a big shout-out to my man Harry Ruiz. Did a really good job the last couple hours holding it down for JT the Brick as JT is in L.A. with the Raiders. Second day of joint practices against the Rams in the books, and now it's all about the game on Saturday. So JT was there to observe practice today. Uh, obviously, he'll meet with coaches and talk to Coach McDaniels and others tomorrow and then get ready for the actual radio broadcast of the Raiders and Rams, 6 p.m. kickoff tomorrow right here on Raider Nation Radio 920. So while JT's in L.A., no worries. Harry held it down for the last couple hours, and we definitely appreciate him and his efforts. You heard right there Jimmy Garoppolo in the opening. He uh, met with the media following practice, and he's talking about, you know, the importance of uh, starters playing in the preseason, but really more importantly, just bonding and bonding off the field and making sure everyone's on the same page, making sure everyone's friendly with each other and, you know, just kind of hanging out with the guys. And that's all we've heard since Jimmy G has been in the building. Every guy to a T that we ask about, what's it like working with Jimmy G? What's it like having a new quarterback under center? Everyone to a T says the same thing. Jimmy's just one of the guys, one of the dudes. So the one thing I do know, I can't tell you what the stats are going to look like at the end of the year. I can't tell you how many touchdowns he's going to throw, how many uh, yards he's going to throw for, how many wins he's going to lead the Raiders to. I can't do any of that, but I can tell you right now, blending in with the fellas is not a problem for Jimmy G. He is one guy that has definitely already been accepted by everyone in that Raiders locker room. This is Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. My man Ari is in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in the home studio. I like to call it Studio Q. And, of course, it's being brought to you by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. Shout-out to my guy Mordecai. I'll tell you about a lot more about them later on the show. But just know, if there's any jewelry that you need, <laughs> anyone in town needs jewelry, the one spot to go, it's a one-stop shop, is the Jewelers of Las Vegas. As I mentioned, I'll tell you a lot more about them later on in this show. But coming up on the show today, as day two is in the books officially, now it's just about, you know, a little film work, a little bit of rest and recovery. Uh, tomorrow the Raiders will have a day off, and I'm sure that they'll still have meetings while they're there in L.A., and then the game is on Saturday. Excited about the opportunity to be on the pre- and the post-game show again. Uh, that'll become generated from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, so uh, there won't be any being at the torch at Allegiant Stadium. We won't be back in Allegiant Stadium. It's kind of weird saying this. We won't be back at Allegiant Stadium until week three of the regular season. And I remember when myself and Donald Penn were on the pregame show on Sunday, we kept saying that to each other and looking. He's like, man, something about that just doesn't seem right. And it doesn't. It doesn't seem right. It doesn't feel right. But it is right. So it's just one of those things. So the next time we're in Allegiant Stadium will be before that prime time game against the Pittsburgh Steelers Sunday night football week three. So uh, the pregame and the postgame show will be generated from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Of course, JT, Eric Allen, Lincoln Kennedy will be on the, the broadcast call from SoFi Stadium in LA. But Vinny Bonsignor will join us at 2.30, talk about what he saw from practice, day two of Tyree Wilson. How much more has he been put into the mix as far as practice goes? You know, some teaching moments. I was kind of following along on Twitter and you know, other social media outlets to, to see what was going on since my eyes and ears obviously weren't there at practice and saw that there were some moments where Max Crosby was talking to the young fella. And you know what? That's what he's supposed to do. Tyree is supposed to learn from Max, and Max is, is in that leadership role where he could teach the young fella. And the one thing Max has said 
from the very beginning, when anytime we asked about Tyree Wilson and how excited is he to work with him, he said, man, the one thing about that dude is he's got an opportunity to learn from me and Chandler Jones. When Max was, uh, you know, drafted by the Raiders in the fourth round, there was no Chandler Jones. There was no Max Crosby for, those, for him to learn from. He had to kind of learn on the fly. So now he's getting the opportunity to kind of teach the young fella how, how it is to be a pro, you know, kind of the tricks of the trade. And if he can get underneath Max Crosby's wing a little bit and learn from him, then some good things could go. But, of course, the Raiders are not going to rush Tyree along too quickly. But uh, it'll be interesting to hear from Vinny what, uh, what he looked like today, what practice looked like, see if they came out with a more of a sense of urgency from everything I'm picking up they did, which is a good thing. And, of course, we'll talk about that sense of urgency and we'll talk about uh, the Raiders critical of themselves coming up in the opening drive. But Vinny Bonsignor, he'll join us at 2.30 to talk all things Raiders and Rams day two practice. Our good friend Ed Grady from the RJ and, of course, our sister station ESPN Las Vegas. He'll join us at 3 o'clock. And, of course, we'll talk Raiders with him because we do each and every week. Normally we get him on Monday, but he was traveling, and he was traveling because he's covering the Little League World Series, right? We had Jessica Mendoza on yesterday from ESPN who was on the call for the Henderson-Rhode Island game at the Little League World Series, and Henderson lost that game 3-1. to one. Well, Ed Grady is, is, is there as long as they're there. So as long as Henderson's still playing, Ed's going to be on the, on, the, on the ride. So Henderson plays again on Saturday, so he's going to be there. He's going to be at the Little League World Series until at least Saturday as his double elimination. So if, uh, if Henderson wins on Saturday, Ed's going to stay there. So we'll talk to him about the Henderson team specifically as we talk kind of all things Little League World Series with Jessica Mendoza. But we'll talk to him about the Henderson team specifically. We'll talk about the Raiders, what he saw uh, from a distance on Sunday when they took on the 49ers, what he thinks about Aiden O'Connell, and just, you know, all, all things Raiders. But we'll also, like I said, talk some Little League World Series as he's on the, on the job right now covering them and and I just think that that's really cool I've been watching I don't know how much you've been watching on ESPN but I've been soaking in the Little League World Series like every chance I get to turn the TV on I have it on I I don't know what it is but I cannot get my eyeballs off watching the Little League World Series so Ed Graney will join us at three o'clock we'll talk all things Raiders and we'll talk about uh, the action on the diamond when it comes to the Little League World Series then at four o'clock our good friend Tyler Dragon from USA Today Sports, he'll join the show uh, to talk about Rams and Raiders practice. He was there not today, but he was there yesterday. Uh, he was actually today, he was at Chargers and Saints joint practice. As a matter of fact, our good friend Adam Hill from the RJ and our sister station ESPN Las Vegas, he was there in attendance as well. And I'm sure that there's going to be a few guys that are down there covering the Raiders that decide to make the trip over and cover the Chargers and the Saints. Uh, see old friend Derek Carr, you know, used to be Raiders quarterback. He's now leading the charge for the Saints, and they are there in L.A. as well joint practices with the Chargers. So I know Adam Hill was there, but Tyler Dragon was there today. But we're going to talk to him about the Raiders, and we'll talk to him about the Rams and what he saw from joint practices. And we may ask him what it looked like today out there when it came to the, the Chargers and the Saints, but we won't deep dive into that because at the end of the day, what really matters is what the Silver and Black is doing. I'm not too worried about what the Chargers are doing right now, and I'm definitely not too worried about what the Saints are doing. But we'll ask him the question since he was there, and then we'll talk on all things NFL as he's a national writer, does a hell of a job covering the, the National Football League like a glove. So Tyler Dragon will join us at 4 o'clock again talking all things NFL and joint practices between the Rams and the Raiders and maybe just dip a little into Saints and Chargers. So those are the guests that we have coming up on the show today. Vinny Bonsignor at 2.30, Ed Graney at 3, Tyler Dragon coming up at 4 o'clock. We'll also hear from head coach Josh McDaniels, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo as they met with the media. Uh, Josh McDaniels met before practice. Jimmy G met after practice with a handful of other players. But we'll really kind of specify with Jimmy G 
and head coach Josh McDaniels. Like I said, we've got a lot to get to on today's show. And, of course, we'll hear from you as well. 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text sign at 69187, keyword R&R. Again, Vinny Bossignor, 230, Ed Graney at 3, Tyler Dragon at 4. With all that knowledge, let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM is brought to you by Paul Pata Law. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. So I thought a lot about the practice, the joint practice yesterday. After we talked to Vinny, you know, we did the whole show. I went and did a, a four-hour show on ESPN National, and it just I couldn't get out of my mind the joint practice and the reaction to joint practice and the way, and I'm talking about yesterday's joint practice, and I'm talking about the way that Max Crosby reacted and the fact that he said that it wasn't acceptable that the way that they were out there playing. And, you know, something that he said many times that, you know, the standard is changing, the culture is changed, and that's something that we hear all the time. We hear that C word all the time, right? The culture's got to change. The culture's got to change. Anytime that a coach is hired, anytime a new GM comes in, it's like, well, we got to change the culture, right? I mean, you look at what's going on in, in Detroit with the Lions. That was the first thing that Dan Campbell said when he took over. Now, he said it a little bit differently. He's talking about biting off kneecaps and, and biting ankles and all that other stuff. And I kind of got a chuckle out of that, like, okay, that's funny, whatever. But you know, here they are. They're a team that a lot of, expect, high, a lot of people have high expectations for them this year. I'm not one of them, but we'll see. So the goal is always to have a, a winning culture within your organization. You always want to have a standard that is very high to the point where you may struggle to hit that standard. You don't want to have a low bar. You know, that's always a joke, right? Oh, well, man, today was a great day. Well, the bar wasn't very high. You don't want to set that. You don't want to set that bar really low as far as expectations. So it seems like, and I remember when Marcus Peters was even signed, you know, Raiders.com had him on video and uh, it said, hey, you want to say something to, to Raider Nation? And he was like, yeah, I'm here. Uh, the standard is here. The standard is set. It's going to change. And I don't, I'm not saying it word for word, but to the point of we're going to change things around here, Raider Nation. And so through a couple weeks now at training camp, they've already got one preseason game under their belt. To me, from what I've seen, and, of course, what I'm hearing about the practices and, and, and what's going to happen in L.A. With their, uh, with their game on Saturday against the Rams, it feels like things are changing. It feels like the standard has been raised. And I had my buddy Mike actually hit me up on Twitter early this morning and said, yeah, the Raiders standard is 6-11. and 11. And, and he wasn't talking about the team. He was talking about the staff because he's not a McDaniels guy. He's not a Ziegler guy. He's not anyone who's a Patriots-type guy, which is okay. Mike has been this way since day one. And he said, yeah, their, their standard is 6-11. and 11. And my response to him was, yeah, but Mike, I don't think that this is the Coach McDaniels standard. I don't think this is the Dave Ziegler standard. To me – the standard that feels like it's being set in place is coming from the players. And that, to me, is a bigger deal, right? Like, Ari does a hell of a job behind the scenes. And I'm not gassing him up because he's standing there in front of a microphone and he can respond. But I can tell you firsthand, he does a hell of a job behind the scenes producing a lot of stuff and taking a lot of pride in his work. He has a standard of level of work. And if, it gets, and if, if, his, if his, what he does goes, dips below that, that standard, he's upset. And trust me, I know. I work with the guy all the time. I know. He will be upset if his standard is not set. I'm the same way. If I do this show for the next two hours and 45 minutes and, it's, and, I, and I think at the end of it it wasn't a very good one, I'll be mad because there's a certain standard that I set for myself. To me, what I'm picking up from this Raiders team this year so far, again, it's just training camp, it feels like the players themselves have implement, implemented a, a standard that is way higher than what it's been. And to me, that's something to get excited about. 
I don't know what that means as far as what, how many games they're going to win in 2023. I don't. But to me, when players themselves, not coaches that are just pounding the table, you got to change your standard, you got to raise your goal, you got to make the – look, you could tune that out, right? How many people have had, like, a girlfriend that just, you know, always in your ear, nah, 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 nah. and, you know, we make that joke, right? Right? We make the joke because you could do that. You could tune, tune something out or tune someone out to the point where, yeah, I don't hear them anymore. But when it's the, your, your, your brothers in the locker room that are setting the standard, it's pretty hard to tune them out. So to me, it feels like things are starting to change. And look, I don't want to get too excited. I don't want to get too high on it. I want to still see it. But it just feels different. And I, I'm, I'm a feel-type guy, right? It's, great. it's one thing to tell me. It's one thing for you know, me to, to, to feel like that this is what's going to happen. But when, it, when, when all of a sudden you just kind of get that gut feeling, that's what I like to ride with. So to me, it just feels like things are different and that the leaders that are in place, the Devontae's, the Maxes, Josh Jacobs when he gets back, Marcus Peters, Marcus Epps. He's one of those guys. We've done so many shows where we talked about people that no one's really talking about. No one's really talking about Marcus Epps, but I think he brings so much to this team as a guy that just played in the Super Bowl a year ago. So he kind of knows what it looks like, you know, what, what it's been. So I have a couple little sound bites that I want to play for you real quick, and then we'll open up the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R, and, of course, the Raider Nation listener line at 702-365-9200. The first one is from head coach Joshua Daniels because everything that we heard was the fact that, you know, the, the standard wasn't set. That's what Max Crosby said yesterday. Standard wasn't set. You know, we got to go out here and get better each and every day. So someone asked – Coach McDaniels this morning when he met with the media about being excited because, well, the players are saying the standard isn't set. Yeah, I mean, again, it's their standard. It it doesn't matter what we talk about in the meeting room or what I want it to be. Uh, At the end of the day, uh, we're we're trying to hold a standard, but at at the end of the day, they are the ones that are going to own it on the field. And uh, I think we have great leadership. They've done a fantastic job of trying to get everybody to play up to that standard. And... uh, We'll see if we can meet it today. So that was head coach Josh McDaniels before practice today. And, again, you heard what he said. You heard him say it multiple times. This is their standard. Yeah, we have a standard that we're trying to live up to, but this is those guys. And that's where I get encouraged. I get encouraged when I see Devontae Adams out there practicing when I feel like there's no, there was no reason why he needed to go out there and practice. He went out there and practiced yesterday was out there today. Right? Because he's, like Vinny said, trying to set a standard. And I bring up Vinny because this is something I went back and listened to multiple times, our conversation we had with Vinny yesterday. And one thing caught my, my ear and really stood out to me like a sore thumb was the fact and the conversation about the standard. It feels like they're trying to build or maybe even building a little bit of a standard for themselves. And today they fell short of that. And you could visibly uh, see it. It wasn't awful. I'm not sitting here and saying it was an awful practice. It just wasn't up to snuff compared to what they've been putting out there all the way through training camp. And I think what's also encouraging about it is you didn't have to tell the Raiders about that. It's not like when we talked to Max Crosby or Roger Teamer or, or DeAndre Carter afterwards, we had to pry it out of them. They were literally saying, hey, it wasn't a good day for us, and that was unacceptable. We need to do better tomorrow. You know, and, and uh, there's a standard around here. We didn't, we didn't meet it, and uh, we don't feel good about it. That's their own words without us really prying at all which tells me that there is a standard that's being set. And for them to, to own it, you know, without even really being asked about it, I think it's a positive sign of the whole scheme of things. That was Vinny Bonsignor when he joined the show yesterday. 
And he'll join the show in about 15 minutes from now, and we'll obviously start off with that standard. But I went back and I listened to that last night multiple times, and I thought, man, that's he's, he's on to something, right? These players are on to something. Max Crosby is on to something. So I throw the question out there to you, 702-365-9200, and the don'tbebroke.com text sign 69187, keyword r Are you believing that the standard is all of a sudden different than it has been in the past? Are you feeling – the same thing that I'm starting to feel, that there could be a, you know, the standard has been raised. The culture is starting to shift. It's starting to change. Is it where it needs to be? No. You don't, you don't just do that overnight. You don't do that in two weeks of training camp and think, all right, cool. All's good now. Standards raised. Culture's changed. Like, that doesn't happen. Sometimes it cha- takes years to change culture. Because you know what's gone into bad culture? Years has gone into bad culture. Look around your job. You could probably decide if, hey, there's good culture there or there's not. Right? It's not that hard. Right? I mean, and, and people, especially people from the outside, when you walk in, you can identify bad culture immediately. Oh, yeah, this ain't good. <laughs> this needs to be changed. Right? But sometimes it takes a long time to get things turned around. So, to me, I feel very encouraged that the steps are being made. Again, it's not something that happens overnight. There's no doubt about it. And it might not be something that, you know, it might, the culture might be where it needs to be by the end of next year, for all I know. Right? I mean, I just don't know. But to me, it's a little encouraging that it's at least being talked about. It's being noticed by coaches, by other players, by beat writers that are there. Like Vinny said, we didn't have to bring up to DeAndre Carter. We didn't have to bring up to Max Crosby. We didn't have to bring up to Roderick Teamer that it was a bad day of practice. They all recognized and said, hey, man, this was a bad day of practice. It's not up to our standard. To me, Redder Nation, that's something to get. I'm not saying the word is excited. But very encouraged about. So, again, I want to hear from you. 702-365-9200. Are you buying it? Are you, are you starting to believe that there is a culture shift? Are you starting to believe that the standard has been raised? How are you feeling about this team in that sense right now? We're not talking about wins and losses. We're not talking about Jimmy G touchdowns. We're talking about culture, and we're talking about standard. Where are you with the silver and black? 702-365-9200. The Dobiebroke.com text line 69187. Keyword R&R. <laughs> we got a we got a text from Mailman Raider where he's he's firing shots already, <laughs> and that's what happens sometimes. He said Demond is the best at tuning things out. He tuned out the bench. He sat on in high school to the point to point the finger that he forgot he sat on it. LOL. So basically, uh, yeah, he fired a shot at Demond. Demond's like, damn man, I'm catching strays. I'm out here trying to get ready for Cofield and Company, and I'm catching strays about my basketball career. Yeah, he tuned it out. All right, all right. Well, he loves I mean, it. hey, at least he was on the bench. All right, you weren't even on the bench. Hey, man, I was in the tryouts, though, <laughs> so I tried. You, Everybody could try <laughs> out. Anybody could try out. I did all right. I did all right, all things considered. Freshman year, that was the end of my, my basketball career. Just was all downhill from there. <laughs> but I got – okay, I'm going to just say this. I'm okay, not – this isn't Speak on my it, version of DeMond, I guess. Speak it's like, on it. I made, like, the first cut of the of it. Whatever that I don't even remember. So like, but that okay, was it. so how many people tried out for your team? See, just yeah, just roughly. Know. I mean, you could guesstimate. I don't know, twenty, thirty, maybe. Okay, twenty or thirty. So just let's just let's just say twenty. So you survived the first ten cuts. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess that's probably you made it to round like two. Yeah. Okay, so they cut ten guys that weren't worth the salt, <laughs> and you made it to round two, and I'm, then you got cut. Correct. So I'm worth a teeny bit more than salt. So there you go. <laughs> so, so take that, everyone. <laughs> Come on. They, were, they weren't worth the salt. <laughs> And Ari made it through to the next and round. I beat them and, all. Yeah. And then you were done. 
So yeah, <laughs> that's about my. That's it, pretty much. Okay, <laughs> start to finish. Hey, look, man, you gotta start somewhere, brother. I did. I did pull up and uh, nail a jumper on the dude that ended up being like the starting point guard and just like actually went to like D two. So that's pretty much as as good as it gets for me. Hey, look, man, <laughs> I tell you right now, I all made all stars in baseball my very first year ever playing. And I swung and missed it. 20 balls that they threw me during tryouts. So don't feel bad. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, I swung and missed it 20, and I cried like a baby in the car because I didn't know what the hell was wrong with me. Yeah. Well, I, not to mention, let's be honest. Like, I'm going to be honest for myself. Had I made it somehow, there's no way. There's a really talented team. Like, that school had some some really good ballers. Like, oh, yeah, you weren't going to make the team. You weren't going to make the team. If I did somehow, yeah, but you weren't. You I weren't. would have been you destroyed in all the scrimmage. Yeah, all you, right, all right. You weren't going to make the team. <laughs> Let me have my second, like, three <laughs> seconds of success. I gave you. You made it to round two. Fair enough. I'll take, the, look, I'll this, take the compliment. This is what we're win. talking about, standards <laughs> and culture. Your standards aren't very high when it comes to athleticism. So if you make it to round two, that's a win for you. You know what? That's a great perspective. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> there's certain guys like myself that expect a little bit more. Not you, and that's okay. Not me. That's I, right. I shattered the expectations. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's what I'm talking about. Standard and culture. Your standard as far as making a team is not high. No and you did, and you overachieved. There to a certain extent. So that's cool. No, right? you're right. But you recognized it. But, yeah. And I like, by the way, I just want to chime in myself. My own text is, uh, yeah, I like personally and, and more so as just a, a person, not a reporter or anything. Mm-hmm. I like to I feel it, too. Like, I feel something this year. Objectively, like, the energy, it's totally different. I don't know. It, and even Jimmy G, his, his calmness, like, in the pressers. I know right. they're just press conferences, but, the yeah, it feels like a good vibe. So we'll it see. just feels different, right? Yep. And, and I think that that's okay. You know, a lot of times I say, you know, it's my gut feeling, and sometimes it could be gas, but I don't think this is gas. I think it's just it feels different. Yeah. Now, does that mean that the results are going to be different? No, because you still got to go out there and you got to bust your backside, you got to play, and you got to, you know, get it done. But at least if you go in there with the right, you know, mindset, excellence, what, what's the Raiders' motto? Commitment to excellence, not commitment to mediocre <laughs> right. or commitment to mediocrity, right, or co- commitment to I. To hype. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's commitment to excellence. So, that should be the standard. Your motto should be your standard. What does Nike say? It's simple. Just, just do it. Shut the blank up and just do it. Why do you think I like Nike so much? It's so simple. <laughs> right? What do you need to do? Who cares? Just do it. Right? Commitment to excellence is the motto. That should be the standard. Not saying they, they're going to achieve that overnight. But they just had, they just had alumni weekend. They had all the greats, and they had all the players that weren't great, but they were still good players. And they all looked at them and said, man, that's excellence right there. When you see Tim Brown, when you see Marcus Allen, when you see Charles Woodson, when you're hanging out with Kirk Morrison, when you got Donald Penn, when you got this, that, and the other, Jerry Robinson, all these guys, Phil Villapiano, right? The list goes on and on. Matt Millen, we sat next to Matt Millen last Friday night, me and the wife. We sat there, right, in a, in a Raiders um, broadcast, like, type meeting setting and he was just telling stories going back to high school and college and when we left there the wife was like that guy was cool that guy was cool she didn't know who Matt Millen was right and I know but she's sitting next to a freaking legend in Matt Millen and he's telling stories about how he goes out and plays or how he went out and played and what his expectations were and that fires you up that's excellence right there that's the standard Max Crosby he's got a lot of those Matt Millen type tendencies to him that's what I'm talking about. Standard and culture. Are you believing? Are you starting to feel that the standard and the culture is changing amongst the silver and black? That's the question I ask you on the WBroke.com text line and 
the Bear Nation listener line at 702-365-9200-69187, keyword R&R. As a matter of fact, we got this one uh, from the 909. It looks as soon as... It looks like as soon as D.C. left, Crosby took a huge step forward in leadership and moved the bar for accountability. And this is not a, a show to, to, to bash D.C., but, and I don't think that that text was trying to do that, but someone had to take the leadership role, right? Someone had to say, okay, well, that leader's gone. Who's going to step up and be that dude, right? I, I talk about my, my old program director at ESPN Central Texas all the time, David Smoke. He got into it with the owner of the radio station. Next thing I know, Smokey's out. So everyone looked around in the building and said, well, who's going who's gonna to lead the charge? And you know what I said? I got you. I'll do it. Who's he? Who's this guy? He can't do it. I got you. I know what Smokey would do, and I'm just going to do that. And that's, how we, and that's how we operated for a year. Now, someone else got the job, and that's fine, but I got the job done because I wasn't, I wasn't afraid to step up and be that guy. That's what this text is saying. When D.C. left, there was a leadership void. Regardless how you felt about him, he was the leader of the team. He was the face of the team for the time. Max Crosby said, I got you. I'm going to take it. Jim from Yonkers said, Q, great question. We have to win football games, bottom line. Winning and winning convincingly will show the culture change. Thanks for a great show. I like it. Good stuff. Uh, this one's from Sir Whiskey Ray. Q and Ari, what's happening, gentlemen, on this beautiful Thursday afternoon? This is perfect timing as I need to get away from my work harassment training video as I always thought you are allowed to make fun of other fan bases while working as long as you're working from home. LOL. Today's topic is HOT in all capitals. I'm feeling that the standard and culture is moving in the right direction. McDaniels and Ziegler get hated on because they came from New England. However, they come from a winning environment. I'm fine with them changing our ways. I'm all in and I'm buying it, Q. That's from Sir Whiskey Ray. And that's what I'm saying. And I know, and I'm not trying to open the door and say, hey, man, who cares that they came from New England? I know how Raider Nation feels about the Patriots. That's fine. I still hold the tuck rule against them, right? All these years later, I'm still angry about that. But that's another subject. But you're right about that. You, you, you're, a, you're a product of your environment. Like I talk about Smokey all the time. We, we talk all the time. We communicate. We text all the time. He found out about my ESPN gig. He was the first one on my phone. Man, congratulations. He's the one who gave me the opportunity. So I always – my standard is what his standard would be. And he never settled for less, right? He always wanted everything to be done at the highest level, get the most out of you. There is no time for sleep, Q. We got to do this. Yeah, you're right. Let's go, right? If ain't nobody else got our back, I got your back. Let's do it. That's, that's, that's who you are. You're a product of your environment. You're a product of who's around you. Right now, the leadership in that locker room, like Josh McDaniels said, all right, I know we got to take a break. Run that back one more time, what, our, what, uh, what Josh McDaniels had to say. I know it's only about 24 seconds long, but it's talking about the standard. And it's not the coach's standard, but it's the player's standard. It's what they're setting in front of themselves. That, to me, I think is important. Check it out one more time. Yeah, I mean, again, it's their standard. It it doesn't matter what we talk about in the meeting room or what I want it to be. Uh, At the end of the day, uh, we're we're trying to hold a standard, but at at the end of the day, they are the ones that are going to own it on the field. And uh, I think we have great leadership. They've done a fantastic job of trying to get everybody to play up to that standard. And uh, we'll see if we can meet it today. Josh McDaniels right there this morning meeting with the media talking about the standard and the players are putting that on themselves. And to me, that's encouraging. It's more than just a a coach. It's more than just a GM coming out saying, well, we've got to change the standard. We've got to change the culture. This has been done this like, you know what Sean Payton did where he went out and obliterated obliterated everyone, talked bad about how the organization was terribly ran, how Nathaniel Hackett got in his own way and screwed everything up. This is exactly the opposite. It's not someone play, blaming, the, the, blaming somebody and pointing the finger. This is the player saying, hey, this, what we've been doing ain't acceptable. We need to do better. 
right? And it's not pointing a finger and blaming anybody. It's just knowing that, hey, we're the guys strapping on the, the, the pads. We're the guys putting on the jerseys. We're the guys with the helmets on. We've got to go out there, and we've got to take where we're at at a 6 and take it to a, a 10. That's what, that's what we got to be. We got to be aiming for a 12 every day and hope that we fall at a 10. That's what it's got to be. So I ask you, again, 69187, keyword r are you believing – are you feeling like the standard in the culture is starting to shift in a positive direction for the silver and black? Vinny Bossignor joins us next. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Brought to you by Paul Law. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. I mean, you can't teach size, right? So for him to be able to do what he's doing now and just watching a little glimpse of potential, you know, it's a beautiful thing. You know, now he just need to build the confidence. And, and man, hey, I'm glad to have him on the team. It's unnecessary roughness. Now we go inside the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, sponsored by Dos Caras Tequila and presented by the Realty One Group. And Vinny Bonsignor joins us now on the phone lines live from L.A. And the sound you just heard was John Jenkins responding to Vinny asking about Tyree Wilson, and you heard what John Jenkins had to say about him. So, Vinny, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. I do appreciate you. Let's go ahead and start there since that's the sound we heard coming in. What did you see from Tyree Wilson day two of training camp? Yeah, uh, definitely felt a little bit more. Um, yeah, he, didn't, he still didn't do the team drills uh, with the Rams, but uh, did a little bit more uh, in terms of the one-on-one drills and the uh, sled drills. He just looks um, – Big and strong, as we talked about yesterday, but also there's there's an explosiveness to him uh, and a presence to him um, that just jumps off the field. It's it, you, you just can't not notice it, and uh, and I think you know looking at or talking to some other guys and and them seeing Tyree out there, and these are NFL players, so so they know what it looks like, uh, and even to hear their, them being impressed by man, this dude already looks the part. Uh, I think I think uh, it, it bodes well for Ty, Tyree Wilson. You know, I saw some video and I saw a couple of reports from different beat writers like yourself that are out there watching these practices said that Max Crosby had a few moments with Tyree where he was just giving them some encouraging words or kind of giving some instruction. Did you see some of that today and, and kind of take us through what you saw? Yeah, no doubt. In fact, uh, there was a, a good five, six, seven minutes or so um, where I didn't practice that's actually a lot of time where it was just uh, the position coach, Max, and Tyree kind of off to the side, and they it wasn't full speed. It was more kind of walking through each step of each move and the word of you know the proper footwork and and pace and all of those ty- strides and all those types of things. Um, and and Max was right there with uh, Tyree, giving him instructions, uh, showing him how to do it. You know, and uh, I mean, if you're Tyree Wilson and everything I've heard about Tyree, and I know you've heard the same thing talking to some of the same people in terms of his high school coach and college coach, uh, he is coachable and he is approachable and he wants to be better and he wants to learn. So no better teammate to learn from than Max Crosby and give Max Crosby a lot of credit too, because he could have been over there drinking some water, taking a little bit of a break, but in a break period, he was over there with Tyree uh, passing on some knowledge. Again, Vinny Bonsignor joins us here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. One more on Tyree. Is it safe to say that he probably won't play on Saturday, instead just get back to some practice action next week? I'm thinking along those lines. I mean, anything is possible, I guess. But if if he's not ready to, to, to go against another team in this kind of a setting, right. um, 
I can't see that he would be ready to go. Uh, you know, and it's not to say that he's hurt or anything like right. that. I think it's more conditioning, and you know, they're trying to build his base right now. Uh, so I, it would hard be, be hard for me to believe that they'd throw him uh, out there unless they just absolutely think that he's ready. But I, I don't know. I don't see it. I don't either, and you know, I don't think that they need to throw him out there. I mean, they could let him go ahead and keep ramping up, and, and then maybe get a little bit of a run against the Cowboys, but we'll see, right? We'll see exactly what he does, and maybe that won't even be the time uh, to put him out there. So it's all, I mean, obviously they have a plan. They have, they've had this schedule set, set out, and they're going to stick to it just like they did with Jimmy G. So I'm okay with that. A couple more questions as far as it goes to with uh, injuries. We had one on our don'tbebroke.com text line from Banker Jay. He wanted to know if there was any update on Dylan Parham, who looked like he had a head injury when he left the game on Sunday. Yeah, nothing, uh, and we've asked a couple of times, but uh, no update uh, on, on Dylan. I don't think he made the trip. I have not seen him uh, out there uh, at all. So, And he's, there, there's, there's a handful of guys that are in that kind of you know, sort of predicament right now. I haven't seen Chandler Jones uh, as well, and he missed, I think it was the Friday practice, I want to say, um, yep. you know, last week, and we haven't seen him. I didn't see him uh, out there just out warming up before the game. Uh, on Sunday, so uh, so he's somebody else that's also dealing with something. But in terms of Dylan, no, no official update. What about Michael Mayer? I know he made the trip, and he was doing some work to the side, I believe, yesterday. Have you seen a little bit more from him? Yeah, he actually caught a, uh, a pass that would have been a touchdown uh, today. It was, uh, I think it was a third down in the red zone, uh, and it was a little bootleg. Jimmy uh, rolled out and uh, found uh, uh, Michael. Uh, who sort of bulled, bulled, bulled his way uh, over a couple of guys. Uh, it would have been a touchdown. The whistle blew. You know how it goes. Yeah. Uh, but, but I think that would have been a touchdown. So, yeah, he was definitely out there doing a lot of blocking um, and caught a couple of balls as well. Again, Vinny Bonsignor joins us here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. So yesterday, practice was unacceptable. It wasn't living up to the standard. As you said, they said, everyone said. Today, what did you see from practice? Was it more crisp? Was it more what the Raiders like to do? Yeah, it definitely was, and I think defensively uh, they were really getting a lot of pressure uh, on Matthew Stafford uh, and that Rams offensive line. I felt like uh, you know the, the Raiders' defense had a had a good day uh, today, and I think offensively um, there were some really good uh, periods for Jimmy uh, G in the offense. There were a couple that um, you know weren't quite as crisp, but I think overall the work that and you know Jimmy said afterwards that that there's a little bit of experimenting that goes on right here, so. When we're looking at some of those long balls that, that haven't been completed, a couple were thrown into double coverage, you know, uh, where in a regular game he probably wouldn't throw that, you know, uh, ball. And as he said afterwards, you know, when you game plan and you know what your plan is and who you're going with the ball, it just looks and feels a lot different than the game. Here in practice, there's a lot of experimenting. You know, you're going to do things and make throws that you probably wouldn't during the game just because you're trying to expedite the process of getting on the same page and developing uh, rhythm and uh, cohesiveness with everybody on the team. So, uh, And that leads sometimes to some not-so-perfect moments. Uh, We saw that from both sides, on the Rams' side as well. Uh, So I wouldn't read too much uh, into that. But overall, I would say it was a a crisp day uh, for the offense and, and for Jimmy G. We got another text on our WBroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R, asking about the offensive line and in particular the right side. Are you seeing anything? Is Thayer Mumford taking the lead? Is Illuminor taking the lead? What are you seeing out there? Feels this week like it's more Jermaine Illuminor uh, okay. as, the, uh, as the starter uh, over there. Um, and, uh, and, you know, there's obviously been being worked in 
uh, Greg Van Rotten uh, has been getting a lot of snaps at right guard. Uh, of course, Alex Bars this week uh, has moved over to left guard because Dylan Parham isn't out there, so that makes a little bit of sense in that regard. Although I think that Greg is, you know, making a little bit of a run for for a starting role. We'll see if uh, if he ultimately unseats Alex uh, over there on the right side. But uh, but yeah, in terms of Jermaine and 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 Thayer, uh, been more Jermaine with the first team this week compared to last week. What does it look like as far as the quarterback, the snaps, kind of the breakdown between Jimmy Hoyer and Aiden O'Connell? A lot of Jimmy G. Um, I'd say then uh, uh, then Brian Hoyer uh, got the majority of backup snaps. I think Aiden O'Connell was in there for in, during eleven on elevens, probably just two two times uh, in 11 on 11 and chase garber you know just took the day off basically he was out there uh but he, he didn't he didn't really get many reps so right. again that probably leads you to believe that that that's the way it's going to go it's going to be reversed uh, in the game although i have been hearing some rumblings that that some starters may play uh we'll we'll find out on saturday i asked jimmy g about that after practice uh and he said they'll get a plan together and talk to the coaches uh, over these next couple of days between today and tomorrow uh, and get that game plan figured out. But he didn't sound like he was averse to going out there and playing. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if, if that first team, Devontae and Jimmy and Hunter and you know everyone else on that first team, gets at least a little bit of run against the Rams. They're not going to play for sure uh, next week. So this is, this is the one chance if you're going to play any of your starters, it's going to have to be on Saturday. Talking all things Raiders right now with Vinny Bonsignor. Uh, obviously, you can hear him on the morning tailgate. Of course, all his work is in the Las Vegas Review Journal. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. So, uh, Vinny, you know, we started off the show today talking about the standard and culture, and it's something that you brought up. We even played a soundbite from when you were on the show yesterday talking about the standard and the fact that it's the player standard. It's not really the coaches that are trying to implement this and say you have to change the culture. It's really the players are doing this. Are you starting to get the sense that there is a standard that is being raised and a culture that is being changed? Yeah, uh, no question about it. And uh, to be to be perfectly honest, you know, I, I got a chance today to visit with a couple of Rams people that I that I respect and uh, uh, guys that have done it at a high level and uh, have seen it at a high level uh, and understand what this is all about and uh, shoot straight. You know, there's never any sugarcoating. And it's interesting you should bring that up because that's what they brought up. And, and one of the things that uh, the consensus was, number one, there's just more talent on this Raiders team from their perspective. Uh, and number two, and maybe even more importantly, um, as, as somebody said to me today, it feels like Josh and Dave has, have exercised uh, the un, undisciplined traits that they've had in years past. Um, in fact, somebody said, look, we would have never gotten through two practices against the Raiders under previous regimes. You know, Josh and Dave have come in, and there's a professionalism, just a smoother operation in their eyes. Uh, and a lot of that has to do with better talent, but also just more disciplined, uh, and, you know, and, and professionalism. And I, I think, you know, hearing it from, from who I heard that from, uh, I take notice of that. You know, we're reporters, we're seeing what we're seeing, but these are guys that, know what they're doing and, and, and do it themselves. Uh, and, and they know what it, what it looks like um, at, at a high level because they've done it themselves. So to hear that and to hear them know or see that they've noticed what you're talking about in terms of the culture and the standard that they're setting for themselves as Raiders, as the Raiders, that it's being recognized by, by you know, people that, 
you know, were there a couple of years ago and saw how it was a couple of years ago compared to how it was this year. Uh, and to them, it's a marked difference. And we can go back to, I think, 2018, the Raiders and Rams had a joint practice out in, um, or it might have been 2019 to start 2019, uh, out in, you know, uh, at, the Ra- at the Raiders' place before a preseason yeah. game. So the Rams have seen the Raiders in practice settings and joint practice up close and personal you know, for a lot of, uh, you know, two days of practice and a lot of reps, uh, there's a difference that they see um, in, in the Raiders this year and under Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. I don't know where that all leads or what it takes them to, uh, but there are people who are noticing there's a different culture with the Raiders. And see, that's exactly what I started the show talking about because I just kind of feel like that is is being changed and being raised by the Crosbys, by the Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs when he gets back, right? Marcus Peters, Marcus Epps. I don't think enough people are talking about Marcus Epps and what he brings to the table. Mm-hmm. But, Vinny, I, I give you a bad time all the time about your, you know, your L.A. coverage and all the time you spend in L.A., but you've been around excellence. I mean, I'm talking Dodgers. I'm talking Lakers. I'm talking about high school teams that won championship after championship after championship. You've been around it. You've seen it. You know what it looks like. When the standard is high and the, 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 the culture is where it needs to be, anything is possible each and every year, right? No, no doubt about it. And, and, and the one thing that can always, will always, not can, will always sabotage whatever uh, you've built, um, you know, in terms of the talent, in terms of even the foundation and this and that, is a lack of discipline. If you don't have that, and that's the thing, you know, when you talk about discipline, you're talking about professionalism. You're talking about the willingness to do it right every single day for the right reasons, not get caught up in other stuff, uh, and just just do it right all the time. If you're not doing, if you don't have enough guys that are doing that, I don't care what else you got going for you, it's going to get derailed at some point. It just always does, and and it's always because of that. Of course, when you just don't have talent, that's going to contribute to it as well. But if you have talent but not discipline. The discipline is going to beat out the talent every single time, and you know that. We've seen it. Yep. Uh, but when you have both, and sometimes when you have more of the discipline, and even if the talent isn't quite there, you're going to be able to acquit yourself pretty well. You're going to be able to go out there and compete. And then when you combine higher-level talent with that discipline, that's when special things happen. And that's really what Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler are trying to do here with the Raiders. And if somebody told me today, um, if this get, – get, get, uh, if, if, if – you know, Mark Davis and, and everybody else gives us enough time. I, I had somebody today who t- literally told me people are going to find out what a good coach Josh McDaniels really is when the right pieces are put in place. We'll see. You know, I'm not making any predictions or any right. proclamations. I'm telling you what I'm hearing. Um, and, and, and they feel if it's given the right time, this will eventually get turned over and people are going to understand what a good coach Josh McDaniels is. He's Vinny Bonsignor. You can find all his work on the RJ, and, of course, you can hear him on the morning tailgate here on Radio Nation Radio, 920, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. What are you writing on? What are you working on that we should be on the lookout for, Vinny? Yeah, I wrote about uh, Jimmy G. He thought he hooked up with Devontae Adams on a touchdown to end everything today, but uh, the referee ruled it out of bounds. Jimmy said, you know, hey, if we had a a red flag to throw, we would have thrown that and gotten a (laughs) touchdown. Instead, Instead, the Raiders had to do push-ups to, uh, to end the joint practices because it was ruled not a touchdown. But they had a lot of fun today. They were way more intense today, or just, just felt you know crisper and more efficient today. Uh, and I think that they felt good about walking away from today's practice and these last two practices, uh, as opposed to yesterday when they were a little bit disappointed with themselves. And, you know, I give Max Crosby a lot of credit for pointing that out, and I point that out in the story. And John Jenkins for saying, hey, look, 
You know, everyone's got their opinion, but at the end of the day, uh, what that what that does is it's holding people accountable. It's holding themselves accountable. It's holding everyone else accountable. When you speak up and talk about, hey, today wasn't good enough, it's not criticism, it's accountability. And I think it was well-received in the locker room, and it was pretty obvious in their responses what I wrote about for, for tomorrow. In their response, you could tell that it was received in the right way, and the writers did the right thing about it. There you go. Good stuff, man. I look forward to reading that. And, of course, love catching up with you, man. Great job out there in L.A. We appreciate you. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. Have a great rest of your show, man. I will do. Appreciate you, brother. There he goes. Vinny Bonsignor. Great stuff. Great stuff. What a hit right there that was with Vinny Bonsignor live from L.A. on the scene for Raiders and Rams joint practices. Was able to soak it all in. Was able to talk to everyone he needed to talk to, including head coach Joshua Daniels. Really good stuff, especially talking about the standard. And the culture. 248 is the time. We'll take a quick break. Come back. Close out hour number one. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Raiderette T hit us up on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187 keyword RNR. She said, Crosby is leading by example and everyone is following. I love hearing team members say Jimmy G and Aiden O'Connell have qualities of quarterback they want to play for. That's Raider at T. Then she goes on to say, playing with someone is playing different or is playing is different than playing for someone. That's for Raider at T kind of talking about uh, the coaching staff and, and, and of course the GM Dave Ziegler and everybody putting everything together and the leadership that's on the field. And they're playing for each other out there instead of just, you know, playing with a guy or whatever the case may be, they're playing for someone. So a good stuff, Raider at T. Definitely appreciate that. Let's go out to the phone line. We have Ed Graney coming up at the top of the hour. Passionate Raider, you're up first. What's on your mind, brother? What's up, Q, man? Hey, Chilling. you know, like, 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 like Mac just, just, just taking over, doing what he's supposed to do. But another thing, too, it's just that they just tired of hearing the noise about the negative, man. And, you know, you got everybody calling in on Raider Nation Radio all the time and, and just speaking, and, and we know they're hearing it, man. And and Max just – I think Max just feels Raider Nation's pain, and I think he's just putting in all that energy in and just bringing it because he knows that's what we want and what we deserve. He's got the perfect platform for it. He's got the best stadium in the NFL. He's got the best training facility in the NFL. I mean, he's got the best life in the NFL. He's got a beautiful daughter. I mean, everything's golden. So take control of that team and everybody follow by example. But one thing that I just don't want them to do is just get a little bit too cocky. Just keep it, keep it a little, keep it a little ninja style, and just attack and keep on attacking and keep on attacking. Because you, you know, you're there, man. You are really there right now. You're seeing it as a Raider fan your whole life. What do you? I mean. Are, are you feeling a certain way about this year? I mean, is it really the hype again? Or are you really, like, really seeing something different going on? Because I'm going to be honest. I, I don't really care for I, – I, I'm not going to say I don't care, but it was not my favorite pick as the coach. But you know what? If we got guys that are going to come out there and give 110% at every single practice, what's going to not say that they're not going to give 150 on game time? Gotcha, gotcha, Passionate Raider. Thanks so much. And yeah, I mean, I'm seeing, you know, that's why I started off the show saying that I'm feeling, I'm feeling the 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 shift. I'm feeling the standard change. And look, that's only been, I'll tell you, I'll be 100 percent honest with you. 
It's been the last couple weeks that you it's really pointed out, right? The end of the, the week before they started the joint practices with the Niners, obviously while they're going up against the Niners, the game this week, you just feel like the standard is changing. Ed Graney joins us next. It's Radio Nation Radio 920.